0: Official podcast of the thenationalsreview.com. My name is Cole, and I'm not here alone. No, I'm I'm, I'm here with Team USA's biggest fan, Charlie Bleagle. Are you Are you watching the Olympics, Cole?
1: Uh, <laughs> are you Team USA? I, I am a big fan of Team USA. I was just Don't watching.
0: Yes, I was, I've been all in. I love now that you can just seriously decide, like, look and see what's on live and watch the complete thing without even commentary. Because uh, you're watching through, like, apps and stuff? Yeah, the apps. I think some of the apps are terrible, though. Maybe. I have the NBC Olympic one, and it's amazing. Like NBC Sports app? Yeah, No, but they have a special Olympic one. It's like, but it's, you could just go and it'll show you everything live, and you just pick it. Mm, maybe I have the wrong app. I don't yeah, know. Because the NBC app is terrible. It only shows you like highlight stuff. Too complicated, Cole. Yeah, too many apps. That's the problem. Too many <laughs> apps. All right, so uh, do you have a drink tonight? Because I have a very unique one. Oh, what do you have? I have uh, some Grey Goose vodka mixed with Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> what? Yes they make crystal pepsi again? Yes, yeah, so it just came out Shocker, it just came out Monday, so I went and stopped on my local Shell station which always has the uh most recent gimmick <laughs> the drinks. latest the latest in sodas <laughs> and gimmick sodas, yes.
1: What um what does it taste like? It's what a- is what does Crystal Pepsi taste like? It Not Crystal Pepsi, as opinion.
0: terrible as I remember it. Exactly the same taste. Is it like, is it like seltzer with sugar in it? Basically, like no. Supposedly, it's just like like Pepsi, the, but clear. Oh, I and,
1: thought it was never supposed to taste just like Pepsi. I thought it was supposed to taste like non-lemon lime Sprite or something.
0: Right, and there's nothing on here. It just says Clear Cola is all it says. And then my favorite, and I quote, "Partially produced with genetic engineering" written on the label. And Gross. I drank four of them. Did you uh, <laughs> did you get Crystal Gravy too as well? Uh, I mean, it's a great marketing gimmick. Do you know in real life? Actually, now this is real life. In ni- it was only out from 92 to 93. It was that short a lived of a product. And after tasting it it brought back the memories, I will say that. Did it did uh, Van Halen's Right Now play in your head while you were so drinking it? So many times.
1: And how does it taste with vodka? Uh
0: I feel pretty well. I feel pretty
1: well. And I'm <laughs> here to talk mats. Excellent. Well I have a um I have a Bell's Oarsman ale, which wow. is kind of weird. It's a little tart. I don't know. It's not my favorite. But I'm gonna drink the whole thing, so don't worry. Oh, okay, good, good.
0: The tart beers are hard, man. They make you you have to power through them.
1: Yeah, I'm not a, you know, like I. The ghost beers are like popular now, and they're really super tart, and or at least some of them are. And I just, it's not my taste. Yeah, not my taste. I hear you. But this one's okay. It's not like crazy tart.
0: Right, right. So. All right, so we're back, finally. Um, Last time we talked, I believe it was right after the all-star break?
1: Yeah, we haven't talked in a while. You were sick, and everybody was sick, and now we're better. You sound better. Oh, much better, yes. And uh, now it's time to talk Nats again. And um, they have extended
0: their lead majorly in the East. And they well, made some trades. Well, here's my question: since last time we talked trade deadline, were you more fearful of what team in our division making moves? Uh,
1: at the time, I was probably still more worried about the Mets. Really? But um, I mean, now the Nats are ahead enough that it doesn't matter who got better. Right. It, it now, really that's doesn't. That's I that's mean. That's <laughs> They basically have to go like so the best record in the league is uh the Cubs with like a six twenty five winning percentage ish. Right. And yeah, teams do that over the course of smaller periods, but somebody would have to do that over like two months while the Nats were under five hundred in order to catch them. Like if, they're seven and a half up tonight on Miami, so maybe they lose tonight. Maybe Miami wins tonight, and they're six and a half up. But that's that's still a really big deficit to overcome. Now, not by any means impossible, but I don't know. This team is, is too balanced and too good, in my opinion, to, to have you really worry about that at this point. Of course, crazier things have happened, so it is certainly in the realm of possibility. But I, I don't think either Miami or New York got so much better that you go, "Oh no, this team's going to catch us." True. And I did so, like
0: their moves. I will I will say that. Well, you know, the
1: Mets move was curious to me because adding Jay Bruce, it's like now, you know, people have talked about this, but now they have like all these guys that are not that great outfielders. Right. To a team that was already bad on defense, and now they're worse on defense, and I just maybe it was just like they needed offense so bad that they'll take even slightly worse defense. True,
0: I'm not a Jay Bruce fan anyway. I think he doesn't; his average isn't high enough for me. Well,
1: you know, he's been he's been good this year, but he was bad the last two years. Yeah. So unless unless there's a story behind that, unless there's an injury story or or whatever. I wouldn't even be like you know, jealous that they got him kind of thing. Right. Like, I was at
0: first because I thought, oh wow, if again someone who can come step in that lineup. I mean yeah.
1: look, he even in his last couple years when he was, you know, below league average OPS, he was still hitting home runs. Although last year I don't even right. think he That's had. home runs. Or two years ago I don't think he even had uh twenty home runs. But last really? year he, he was better. Um but yeah, I mean he's the kind of guy that what's he hitting right now? He's hitting he has a three eleven on base, which is, you know, like league average, so right. with the power with the power he has, it's a good it's a good offensive contribution. But um I just don't know that he's gonna do that again next year. I don't know that he's gonna do that for the second half of this year. So uh, you know, it's it's a fine. I don't think it was like, "What are you doing?" kind of deal. It was just kind of like, I, I don't know. You're gonna right. who, who's gonna play center for you? <laughs>
0: right. Uh, who is playing center for that? I
1: mean, the thing about it is, you could certainly make the case that they have such good strikeout pitchers right. that the ball's not gonna be put into play as much, and their their offense is so bad that Jay Bruce makes a significant positive difference for them but like with with uh, Harvey out and you have somebody like Bartolo pitching that's somebody that puts the ball in the play more true I I don't know I mean when DeGrom and Syndergaard pitch and when Matt's pitch is yeah I guess I guess having a crappy defense isn't as big of a deal I Even that,
0: in October, I would no way. That's not going to win. Well,
1: yeah, when the games are, I mean, if the last few Nats games have been frustrating to you because they're like low-scoring games, like right. that's uh, oftentimes that's October. Right. Um and so, you know, depending on who's going for the for the uh for the Mets, like you could see the ball getting put into play, but also just like one misplay, one extra base can make a huge difference in one game. Right. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> their move eh. – uh, what move did the Marlins make? The
0: Marlins well, got – Well, they got Fernando Rodney, which I was very upset about at first. Yeah, but – Yeah, I mean – Which is curious. Like, I don't understand what he's planning on doing with his career there. When, I don't know.
1: Well, he was in uh, San Diego. San Diego, right. Um, and I'm sure he's pitched well for them. But I'm kind of – you know, with Fernando Rodney, don't you just wait for him to, like, blow up? Uh, true. No, I like the move that we did. Isn't he? Hasn't he been awful for the uh, Marlins? Doesn't he have, like, a five yeah, ERA?
0: Been, yeah, the, the, they've just been playing really bad, though. Yeah, yeah. They're,
1: yeah, I mean, look, I, I think at the beginning of the year, I said the Marlins are the kind of team that's going to be a few games over 500. And right now, they're, like, five or six games over 500. So they're a little bit better than I said. I mean... If they make the right, if they made the right moves and they play well, could they be like an 88-win team? Yeah,
0: yeah. sure. Yeah.
1: Um, but I still don't see them as like a 92-win team.
0: The problem with that team, their starting pitcher is just like one guy, and then the rest are like fighting as hard as they can now.
1: Yeah, so I guess they got Andrew Kashner, which is, right. you know, he was he was awful, but I guess he's been, I think he's been good with Miami. Let me look. I don't even know. I'm looking him up right now, Colm.
0: I was shocked, though, while you looked that up, about our showcasing basically, basically Ronaldo Lopez, in my opinion, when he came and struck out nine guys. Kastner has a
1: 6.35 ERA with, oh, in, in two starts with uh, the Marlins. Um, and then they had to give the guy back. They got a guy from yeah. San Diego. Uh, you don't remember this? They got this guy, Colin Ray. Uh-huh. REA, he pitched like three and a third, scoreless, and then hurt his elbow hurt. And then, like, they basically told oh, I do San Diego, like, wait okay, a second, yeah. what did you get us? <laughs> um, yeah, Lopez maybe was showcased. I, I think it was a combination of a showcase, and I think they legitimately want Giolito to have some more time to work on his off-speed stuff. And right. so that's why they didn't use him. I don't know if it they're just felt choose.
0: weird. Like he just came in, showcased him. The league was talking about him, and then he went down, and then he came yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, well, that was well. Like, he's definitely here to stay now. I don't think. I think him and Giolito are definitely. They're not going away. Yeah. Now that they made yeah, it past the trade deadline. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, with I. I
1: don't imagine. I mean, you never know what next year could bring, but I have a feeling. Uh, the fact that they didn't lose them this year should tell you all you need to know right. um
0: which is great because obviously when they put out Lopez I don't think they thought he'd strike out nine major league hitters
1: yeah he that was a wild game he yeah. struck out nine gave up gave up like 90 runs but like struck out nine like it yeah. he's clearly talented they just got to figure out how to harness it better right um
0: yeah and, i think you know, he's at least 2 years away before that guys Maybe, I mean, he's maybe the kind more.
1: of guy that people think that he could be a bullpen, like a real, like a closer.
0: All right.
1: Um, but, you know, the fastball was so flat that you wonder, it's probably not this simple, but can you teach him to throw a two-seam fastball with a little bit of movement? Because if his four-seamers go 98, his two-seamers is going to go pretty fast, too, right. and maybe it'll have a little bit of movement. I don't know.
0: So... You wrote an article about this also, but explain to me how we fooled the Pirates to give us their, like, ultimate closer for nothing, in my opinion. Well,
1: I wouldn't say they... I don't think they got, like, fleeced. I mean...
0: I think they did. That guy... The guy we got is a phenomenal... Right, so pitcher. from the perspective
1: of the Nats, of a Nats fan, you have to be very happy that you oh. got really good closer, and I don't care... Yes, uh, Chapman has more strikeouts, and Miller has more strikeouts, but um, Melanson has been incredibly effective, and I don't care what he's going to be like a year or two from now. I care what he's going to be like for the next few months. He's been great. Great. I mean, just like great for years. And um, if you look at, like, his K per nine and his walks per nine, his numbers are very much like Mariano's. Mariano didn't strike out everybody. He gave up a ton of weak contact. And, um, you know, the game, the, the World Series game, that the, the famous one where the, the Yankees were ahead on game seven against the Diamondbacks, and Mariano came in and blew it. Right. It was a bunch of weak contact. I think there might have been one decently hit ball, but it was like error, weak contact. Luis Gonzalez won the game with a blooper over the second base. Did Matt Williams do anything? <laughs> okay. He was probably there. I don't remember. <laughs> um, but, um I mean, that's the kind of closer Melanson is. So, yeah, I guess there's room for stuff to happen if you put the ball in play. But clearly, and, and it's hard to compare anybody to Mariano because Mariano the right, greatest of all time. But, like, clearly you can be a great closer and do that. And Melanson's a great closer. So, from the perspective of a Nats fan, you have to be happy that they got a great
0: closer without giving up a ton. I couldn't i love the deal are you kidding me but yes you know how much i love felipe rivera but
1: well that's the thing i mean from the pirates perspective you have to be going look we got a guy who might be our closer next year but if not if not next year then the four years after that he's a setup man or a closer right um but like if you think about like what's important it it doesn't really matter who's going to be the Nats closer three and four years from now, no, because you that's a problem that's easier to solve than a lot of other problems.
0: We had a guy come out who you would see his eyes in the scoreboard lights, and that lasted two, three years. Yeah, I mean, look, I can't fall in love with them.
1: Look, a closer is important, and I think they're when you look at things like wins above replacement, they're probably undervalued because it's it's not just important to win it's important for the team it's important for the psyche all that stuff um and the Nats are probably they're facing andrew miller tonight and they're probably going to get blown out and everybody's going to go oh man i wish i i wish i could have used we could use him but the fact is like they got a good closer and they have a good closer today and they got him got rid of him for somebody who might be a good closer later right um and so i I'm very happy with the deal. So happy, yeah. And their bullpen looks so much better now with that addition yeah. than it did a couple of weeks ago.
0: It does. And one area we didn't go after was someone to possibly play outfield, and I think we have a reason why.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, a couple of weeks before the trade deadline, I think everybody said they they have to find somebody to play center field. Right. It turns out they had somebody. We just didn't know it.
0: <laughs> Apparently now.
1: <laughs> well, he's been great. I mean, Turner Turner has been really impressive. He's hit well. I think he's probably been in what you would consider a slump for the last couple games, but sure. the entire the entire team has, and and that happens. I'm not particularly worried about this team offensively. They're. They're a top-five offensive team. They're not a top-five batting average team, so there are going to be some games where they don't hit much, um, but they they have a ton of power, and they walk a lot. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, they'll be all right. Um, but, yeah, Turner's been sort of a revelation out there, right?
0: Yeah. I, I, I love also, not only being out there, but being at the top of our lineup. I love it.
1: Yeah, they really needed help up there. Oh. I mean, really badly.
0: And he did the Bryce Harper steal home plate thing.
1: <laughs> well, he is. I mean. He's uh, really fast. He's the fastest player I've really watched. I I described him on Twitter as Billy Hamilton, but good. <laughs> I mean, because Billy Hamilton, everybody was like, this guy could steal 100 bases if he right. could get on base enough. And he just, he doesn't get on base very much. Right. Uh, but Turner has been. Now, Turner is you know all of 100 plate appearances in the majors right. so who knows what's going to happen I and mean, my big fear with turner is that he's great and all, i think he's going to be great but all all batters once once people start getting a scouting report on them uh, i won't say all a lot of them go through a slump so true i just don't want that to happen in october
0: so do you see this now as all right in 5 years trade turner our center fielder still
1: I mean, they do have Victor Robles, who the last couple of uh, um, Jason Wartz just hit a smash home run off of Andrew Miller. So He's
0: been hitting well, by the way.
1: <laughs> I guess the Nats won the trade deadline. Um, what was it? Oh, so interestingly enough, I've seen two baseball prospectus chats in the last couple weeks. Right. When people have thrown out a random Who's the number one prospect in the year 2017 and 2018 and 2019? Wow. And I don't know if the two guys were reading each other's chats, but they both said Victor Robles for 2018. Really? So the Nats might have another outfielder, maybe a center fielder in 2018 or 2019 with Robles. So, I mean, the nice thing about Turner is maybe he goes to second base. Maybe he goes to shortstop. Wow. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be the center fielder but i mean i think it, what's nice is it gives them flexibility because whether it's next year or the year after when they start going what holes do we need to fill they go well we need to fill a hole at second base right. or center field whichever one is better uh, i mean that, that there's something really great about that that you the, can that you can open up your sort of aperture of what you're looking at because i, you I don't think, have
0: no pro you have no problem switching to different areas so like and not sticking with a position you know i think i think
1: he's fast enough and he's decent enough that uh, you know you you might not get a gold glover at either right but he's clearly an above average fielder um i, I wouldn't worry about it so much with him right. you know he's not a guy that's been in the league for a 100 years that c- can't adapt to the change he's a young guy who clearly just is taking advantage of the time to play
0: and I guess you're right, because like if Rendon played second that two years ago or a year ago, a year yeah, ago.
1: yeah. I mean, I think it's just it's easier to do with young players, um, that they they can they're not so ingrained in in what they do, and and there are obviously some players that can do that when they're not young. Guys like Steven Drew. Guy, I mean, nowadays it's more common for you you know guys who make their living off the bench to be utility, but true. But look, if Daniel Murphy was asked to play second base and first base and third base, equal amounts next year, Uh I don't think that would be an issue. No,
0: I mean he probably he won't
1: play. Yeah, he won't play third base that much because Rendon's there. But I want the DH for him. That's what I want. Well, I don't know if that's happening anytime (sighs) soon. But uh, I mean, back to what you were saying about about Turner. Like, I mean, he's he's. Probably right now the most fun player to watch. Other than, oh, yeah. I mean, Murphy and, and Ramos are are awesome, oh. and so they're fun. But, like, there's something about the top of the lineup now that I really like because you have a guy like, like Turner who's going to get a lot of hits. He's fast. He's sort of your prototypical leadoff guy, but he's good enough that even if he doesn't walk a ton, you hope he still gets on base a lot. Right. And then right after him you have – The guy who leads the league in pitches per plate appearance, in Jason Worth, like there's something valuable about having that guy hit before most of your lineup. Amazing that he's still so good at that. He is the he get takes the or most pitches per plate appearances. That is such
0: a valuable stat.
1: And he fouls off a ton of pitches. And he's I mean it's not like he's impossible to strike out. Right, he'll strike out a hundred times plus. But he fouls off so many pitches, he's a pest to pitch to. And he's shown enough power now that you can't just lay one in the middle and be like, fine, just hit it. True. Sure. You know, because he'll have 20 home runs this year or 18 or whatever it is. Um, and he's, he's sort of – he doesn't have a great batting average, but he does have a really good on-base, especially since the – you know, if you look at his numbers post-April-May swoon, then – He's a really good hitter again, um, and you just hope you can count on that. Um, the nice thing about this team right now is Zimmerman's out, and, and Harper Harper's on basically rest right now because he tweaked his neck or something, right. but, but he hasn't hit well in no. really like two months.
0: Ever since now, they started not pitching him, messed him up. I
1: yeah, like I mean, really since May. Since May, you're right, and that's about the time, and – And I've seen there were a bunch of, like, three or four big, well-researched articles on him came out all at the same time last week. But one of them showed his exit velocity on his hits, and it was just this drastic drop starting in May that he was just not hitting the ball hard at all. Right. But the thing is, over the last week or two, there's a clear on the chart, like, uptick in that exit velocity. Good. So when he gets back we'll see if that's real or if that's just like a bump in the in the data but there's one sign at least if you're looking for signs that he was coming out of it good okay. but my point was that even without zimmerman and without uh harper hitting this team is a top 5 off- offensive team oh, in the league yeah and And it's because you have Worth and Rendon and Murphy and Ramos and Turner all hitting. And, um, you know, Espinosa's faded, but he's a super streaky hitter. So you figure at some point he'll probably, instead of hitting 180 with no home runs, he'll go a couple weeks where he hits 240 with five home runs. And that's good. I mean, that's not great, but, you know, he's like a flawed but talented hitter. So. The lineup's deep without Harper. When Harper, if Harper can can get it back this year, it's it's kind of scary how good they can be. Right. Um So here's a question for you. Yes. With Zimmerman on the DL. Yes. What do you do? Do you Daniel Murphy first base? Daniel Murphy first base. <laughs> yes. And then who plays second? You put Turner at second?
0: Turner at second, Ben Revere in the center. What about So I can make the case that
1: Clint Robinson has had a bad year, but he hasn't had, let's say he hasn't had a lot of time uh, consecutively at first. And so what about give Clint Robinson like a couple weeks at first?
0: Fine, I'm okay with that. See how it works out. Oh, totally. I love him when he's in the lineup. They were hot a couple times last year when he played first base, I remember. What about Brian, giving Brian Goodwin,
1: who's now on the 25-man roster? He is. Yeah, they brought him up a couple days ago. Wow. Just a couple days ago. I think that was actually, interesting. That was the corresponding move to Zimmerman going on the DL. I think. Was it? Wow. But he he pinch hit today, but he hasn't played much. But I'd be interested in seeing him play a little oh, bit.
0: Oh sure, yeah.
1: Um, you know, I think the other thing that they have to seriously think about is I, I get why they didn't make a trade. Um, for an offensive player, Zimmerman was supposedly healthy. Well, who who would, could they have gotten? That well, that's play? the other thing. There wasn't a lot out there. Yeah, I mean,
0: what do you wondering? They're not
1: they're not realistically going to go get somebody like Ryan Braun, right. who's, who <laughs> oh, owed like seventy million dollars. But like, there are guys that could clear waivers that could help them. What if they went and got like Adam Lind from the Mariners, who hasn't been hitting this year, but like, he can hit. And he's a lefty who can play the corners, and you might be able to get him on the waiver transaction wire. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But, you know, there's usually a guy like that that you can grab. And I don't know if Lind is the right answer, but he's he's somebody you might be able to get on the waiver wire, on the, you know, the post-trade post, post tra- trade deadline thing. So I'd just be curious if they could do something like that.
0: Well, what about all that talk about those two guys from the Rockies? and which I was like, eh, "I don't really well, care." About you that.
1: know, now that now that the the trade deadline has passed, I I don't think they're going to get either of them because right. they'd have to clear waivers. But you know, I think Carlos Gonzalez is still owed a bunch. Uh, uh, Charlie Blackman. People he's really, like 30
0: years old, isn't he? I don't want him.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's also like they—he's not owed a ton of money. They have like a year or two of control, and that's it. So he, you know, he'd be—and he can play center field. The problem with him is like, he had a decent year. I think it was this year or last year, but not the other one right. away from Coors Field. But other than that, he's been terrible away from Coors Field.
0: Exactly. Yeah. that.
1: Before they brought Turner up, you go, even that terrible production is better than what Ben Revere was giving oh, you. true. But true. now that they have Turner up, it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I, unless, assuming Harper's going to come back in a couple days and he really just has a sore neck, you're not going to sit him. You're not going to not play Harper, right. even if he's slumping. So right field is occupied.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Left field is occupied with Jason Warren.
0: Right, has to play
1: center field is Trey Turner or Ben Revere, or you have to get a center fielder, in other words. And so, again, you're kind of limiting yourself. And then I guess the other position now that you could deal with somebody is really either uh, a first baseman or a second baseman, because you could get a second baseman and move move Murphy to first. True, But I think if you could just get somebody like uh an Adam Lynn to play first base and hit with some power. That may be all you need. I'm okay with that. I'm also okay with giving Clint Robinson a few games in a row and seeing if he can they don't need him to hit lights out. They need him no. to hit like they need RBIs from him. Okay. They need like a league average first baseman or not even league average first baseman. And and they they might be able to get that. I don't know. I mean I'm not good enough at looking at his scouting. I just know he hasn't He's basically been a bench player this year. It's just right. been spot start. So it's with guys like that, it's hard to know what they would do with getting in a rhythm. And Robinson was one of those guys that, you know, some guys, you give them more than a few at-bats, and you start to see all their weaknesses, and you don't want them to play. Right. Robinson got much better after getting extended time out. Exactly. here. yeah. Exactly. So maybe he just needs those the, con- the consistent at-bats. I don't know. I don't think there's really anybody that useful in the minors that they could bring up. So, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, but quite frankly, what's this team going to win
0: with? Pitching. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so, speaking oh, of pitching, why don't we talk about uh, Mr. Steven Strasburg who's probably having do you believe a Cy Young year?
1: Well, okay, so first of all, Strasburg won the the uh, player of the month last year Correct. or last, last month.
0: month, July. Yes.
1: He is so with Kershaw out, there is certainly the possibility that he's the best pitcher in the National League. True. Um, I think you could certainly make the case that Cindergard's better, and you can make the case that Jose Fernandez is better. Right. Maybe that's about it. I don't know. Um Kershaw probably still has a higher WAR, even though he hasn't pitched in weeks, because that—that's literally how good Kershaw was. Yeah, he's so good. <laughs> uh, he was—he was incredibly dominant. And people made the joke a couple weeks ago before he got hurt that it'll be really interesting to see the Cy Young voting when Kershaw has the greatest season in like the greatest pitching season in 40 years, but Strasburg has 22 wins. Right. Who people vote for? So now that Kershaw's probably not going to be in the running. Even if he comes back late in the year, my question would be, you know, if if Strasburg has, let's say, Strasbourg has 20 wins, but Fernandez has a slightly better WAR and and, and uh, Syndergaard has a better WAR, how many wins does he have? Yeah, I mean, Syndergaard's only nine and six, so he's not gonna, yeah. he's probably not gonna get to like 15 wins. And wins, well, as as silly as. Wins can be, and as much as we don't really worry about them, wins are important in Cy Young voting. Yeah, people
0: love it in Cy Young awards. To
1: me, the competition is like Arietta, who's not having as good of a year as Strasburg, but but is 13 and 5. Fernandez, who may be having a better year than Strasburg, is 12 and 6. Wow. And then Strasburg's 15 and 2. Wow.
0: So, yeah. If if he's like 20 and 2, if he's twenty and three, they're yeah. gonna be like, "We love you, twenty wins."
1: Now it's true. I think twenty wins is is the thing. Now, what about what about um, the other guy that won a player of the month award in July,
0: Daniel Murphy? He's just such a joy to watch at the plate now. With that whole like, I'm gonna just crowd the plate and you can't pitch to me. I love he's it. He's
1: been in a slump. He's gone like one for ten or something. That's a slump for Murphy. Wow. Um. So, in terms of wins above replacement, he's a top five guy. Who's ahead of him? Well, I'm looking at the fan Manny, graphs listing right now. Miguel Cabrera. Chris Bryant. No, I'm just looking at NL. Oh. Chris Bryant's number one. Corey Seager's number two. Brandon Crawford's number three. I believe that. Murphy's. Dummy. Brady Crawford
0: is so good. I don't understand how he's So, go. take,
1: take fan graphs with a grain of salt because they put a okay. ton of value on defense.
0: hmm
1: uh-huh. Um. And so uh, Crawford might not be above Murphy in other measures of war, but in Fangraft's war, he is. So, He's so good, though. Anyway. So uh, Crawford's hitting 278 mm-hmm. with 10 home runs.
0: So a Great season for a second baseman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, shortstop. shortstop. Yeah. What do I say? Um,
1: Seeger's hitting 302. With twenty one home runs. So I don't I think Crawford's not going to get votes compared no, to Seeker. Agreed. Chris Chris Bryant's hitting two eighty five, but he has twenty seven home runs. Wow.
0: I get a on my
1: phone every time he a home run. And then Daniel Murphy is hitting three fifty and he's slugging six fifteen. Wow. So and he has twenty one home runs. That so I think so there's crazy. a there's a decent chance that he wins it. I mean, he's the leader in offensive production.
0: If you would have told me Dan Murphy would have 21 runs for us in his first year's that's I would have said no way. So I looked this up the <laughs> other night, Holm. Listen to this. The most
1: home runs he's ever had before this year uh-huh. in two consecutive
0: seasons, Right.
1: two back-to-back seasons, was 23. Wow. Over 2014. Yeah, 2014.
0: I can't believe it.
1: That means two more home runs and he ties his two season record.
0: I don't I don't believe it. He is so good and he's so much fun to watch. He is so much fun to watch. So do we have to worry about anything with his injury though? I think he's it's fine, fine, right? Yeah. Right. I don't they were talking about somebody being sore one time and I was a little worried, but I mean it's it's a long season, Colm. It is. It's way too long. I mean, they're competing with the Olympics. They're competing with me watching women's gymnastics.
1: Are you uh are you watching baseball right now, Colm, or are you watching? I don't know yeah? what you're talking about. I'm... Have you okay, here's my question. What has been your favorite part of the Olympics so far? So far, archery. Really? So <laughs> yes. you're watching I'm 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 not watching it during the day, so I'm watching like the NBC like coverage oh, of
0: it. Oh, like the oh, so like only primetime stuff? Well I hate the way they do it.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, I've been enjoying the swimming because oh, there's so much smack talking and yeah. the U.S. dominates. Joe. And
0: the the world record line that you get to watch. That oh, smile. yeah, the world record line. That is kind of amazing. <laughs> it is amazing.
1: Brought to you by the blue puck people from Fox Sports Hockey all those years <laughs> <Sorry>. ago. right.
0: <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, archery. It's so much fun, because every time they shoot it, it's like, bullseye or not bullseye, and the crowd just pops every time they shoot one.
1: I might have to pull up some archery highlights. <laughs> so have you great. been watching
0: handball? Yes, I didn't know what it was, because I thought handball was just when you played against a wall.
1: Yeah, handball in, like, New York or whatever is, like, racquetball without a racket, but...
0: But this is like a, like a soccer almost. It's sort of like soccer mixed with basketball, yeah.
1: mixed with a game called Pepsi Ball that I played on Spring Break on the beach <laughs> one year, um, and uh, I kind of enjoy it. I mean, supposedly there are countries in Europe, like in Western Europe, where handball is like right behind soccer, and basketball is like the next biggest sport.
0: Wow, it's huge. I did if, see you. Wait, have you seen the Great Wall of Senegal yet? No. <laughs> There's a ping pong uh, like event where this guy, I think he was a ping pong, the only uh, athlete from Senegal. Mm-hmm. And he they had a 41 exchange, in you know, a volley. Oh, my and God. So, and he won at the end. So they were calling him the Great Wall.
1: <laughs> how how tiring must that
0: be? It just hit it was it, amazing. Pong pong. The video was like a minute and ten seconds. It's you so know, good. you
1: know what I think when I see ping pong playing at the Olympics? Ridiculous. I think how is this an Olympic sport?
0: <laughs> well, not how about the new it, one now where they have like gu- handguns and they're shooting? And it's not that it doesn't take
1: a lot of athletic ability. It does. Right, but. I don't get how that's. No,
0: other... it's more coordination than athletic ability. It's like darts, you're saying? Yeah, there's, that's a different type of r- skill, in my opinion. It's yeah. not athletic skill. Yeah, somebody
1: once told me they decided a sport was anything you could figure out the winner without going to judges, but I don't believe that. I don't believe that. No. I think
0: like that, the sport. curling one, like, think about that. That is more strategic. Than it is athletic, because you think thinking yeah. about how to like knock people out in angles. It has nothing to do with how strong or fast and hard you train. Right, right. I don't get it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Olympics, <laughs> Olympics, Olympics. Uh, what else do we have to talk about? The team? We talked about the NL lead. Cole, we have to talk next week because tell the uh, tell the fans out there where you're going. I- <laughs> I can't believe the, the marketing, by the way, hats off to the people down at um, Nationals Baseball because they've been doing incredible TV commercials, radio commercials, print ads, all for this Star Wars Day at National Stadium, this Saturday, the 13th? 13th, yeah. 13th, 7 o'clock. i uh, will be there. I will be there. I'm sitting in left field. So if you see me there, I will probably be sitting with Kylo Ren. <laughs> are you gonna wear? Are you? Is it just you and the older boy, or are you? Taking no, the family. We're taking the whole family. Nice. And uh, even my sister is going. She because uh, I, I was like, "Oh, it's Star Wars she brings, day." Is she bringing some actual Hollywood gear? Oh, that would be so incredible. You know though.
1: what? She needs to do. This is like this is the opportunity for her to take advantage of her acting acting chops. She needs to take some pictures of her dressed up in Star Wars stuff, because then there'll be, like, geek fans that'll just be like, oh, my God, you have to put her in the new Star Wars movie. (sighs)
0: That'll be my dream. But apparently (laughs) we get the first 20,000 fans get a special T-shirt. Oh, nice. All right, Colt, so you got to take notes.
1: Yes, I got to take notes, because I want to hear all about Star Wars night next week.
0: I can't believe how big it is. This just so happened when... I was like, okay, we're gonna pick a game to take the whole family, and then when I saw Star Wars Day, I was like, oh, easy.
1: So, is your youngest gonna be awake, or are you just gonna oh, be like, no chance? It's no chance. So you guys just get to hold him, and he yeah. doesn't. He'll be good. Yeah, that's good. Up. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. My youngest turned two today, so wow. there is no such thing as going to a baseball game and no. him falling asleep anymore. Right. No. And he's too young to. Somebody was like, "Hey, you want to go to a game next week at one thirty, or in two weeks?" I was like, "Sorry, buddy, yeah. that's nap time."
0: Oh. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's seven o'clocks interesting, that's, and he's usually very upset. So. Oh, good. So, get him a, a hat,
0: uh, ice cream helmet. Yeah, there you go. And see if he can fall asleep after that. Yeah. So um, the family's the family's going dressed up. Yes. No. Just the son is. Just, Oldest just the son kids. is. And oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the usual dad move where I just wear like a Star Wars uh, a graphic shirt and, and then dad like an, an hat. An hat. There you go. That's, way to do it. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Right there. Dad style. Make but I'm, I'm I'm I am hoping that other people do get into it and do some cosplaying because I'm a huge fan of watching. I'm just not a huge fan of participating. Yeah. Take some pictures. Yeah. That's a great idea. I think I will. We could post them up on the site. Yeah. So I'll be there if you see Excellent. me say hello.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to hearing it. I'll be watching you on TV.
0: Okay. Um, they're playing Star Wars music throughout each half inning, so I'm pretty excited about that.
1: <laughs> You're a big fan. You're more of a fan of the music than the movies. I right? am. I think, I think I listen to the music. I more. only watch the movies because I like John Williams so much. I do. He's <laughs> such, such a genius. Excellent. Well, Colm, the Nets do not look like they're going to make it uh, to 67 wins tonight, no, but there'll still be 20 not. games over 500. So I'm wow, pretty happy with the way they are. I mean, 20 games over 500. That's, um, good enough for the second best record in the NL. Do you want them to have the first? Because I've heard a lot of talk about in 2012 mm-hmm. and in 2014, the Nats came in with the best record and
0: they lost. Does that matter to you at all? Not at all. I don't care about the record. I just want them to be hot in October. That's all I want.
1: You're speaking my language. To me, it's all all about... It's just getting hot at the right time, and I don't know if there's anything you can truly do to make that happen um, other than sacrificing a chicken or something. But you just hope that they get there. You just hope that that's when... That's when they're hitting.
0: I want Dan Murphy to just become that guy again. By the way, Cole,
1: they are about to be, assuming they lose, they're about to be 66 and 46. Do you know what they were this day, August 9th, last year? I would say 58 and 52. Close. They were 57 and 53. <laughs> and they lost to the Colorado Rockies. Did they? And Drew Storen flew safe. State. So, just to give you some perspective, in case you are worried about, you know, oh, I don't, I don't like the way the team's playing right now. This time last year, Drew Storen gave up. Are you ready for this? I'm, I'm pulling up on August. Uh, this may be painful, but it's also like cathartic, and it makes you happy that that you're, they're, they're not going through this right now. Uh-huh. So they traded for Papelbon, store and look great. It doesn't bother me. Uh, <laughs> then August 7th, uh, lost to Colorado, blown save, one inning oh. pitched, four earned runs. Oh. Next appearance, August 9th, loss. I don't think they blew the save. I think it was tied. One inning pitch, two earned runs. The very next appearance, August 12th. Two thirds of an inning, two earned runs. The very next appearance, August fifteenth, one inning pitched, two earned runs. He went four appearances in a row, giving up two or more earned runs. Twenty-four and a half ERA over the course of four games. And by the time they were done, by the time he was done giving up all those runs, it was it was August fifteenth, and the Nats were five hundred.
0: Wow. That's pretty incredible, too.
1: So they're in a much, 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 much better position than they were last year. And I think they're a better team. So I am definitely a better team. I am very happy with where they are. They are a well-rounded team, Colm. And that is actually what I'm writing about for the weekly mass post.
0: Yes. Where can everyone find said posts?
1: You go to your Google machine and you type in Nationals Buzz. And it will take you the very first link: www.massinsports.com/nationals-buzz, and that's where I'll be, Thank as well you. as the nationalsreview.com, where I always am. There you go. And what and about on can, Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at nationalsreview. What and about I, you home? I am at culmination. Excellent. So shoot us, uh, shoot us some tweets, please. And uh, you can look. Maybe Coleman put some pictures out on Twitter Saturday night. Probably not because the Wi-Fi or the you know you oh, get right. the park get you, can't actually, and... you can't actually post anything. But uh, right. we'll we'll try and twist Coleman's arms to get some uh, get some good pictures from from Star Star Wars night. Star Wars night. If uh, Jason Worth arrives in a Millennium Falcon, I want to know.
0: <laughs> All the presidents are going to be dressed up too. I'm pretty excited.
1: You know what they should do? They should put them in, like, the stupid cardboard cutouts of, like, a TIE fighter around, like, That's Teddy's pace and have them running instead of having them dress up like characters. They You're
0: should... giving them free ideas. Look at that. Having them, dress,
1: having them dressed up like ships would be more entertaining to me than having them dressed up like characters.
0: There's just too many of them. I, I kind of, like, get weirded out by them now. There's just too many. Yeah. Just multiplying. Too many presidents? Too many. Well,
1: I think they, uh... I think they just like you know like everything. It's a gimmick, and they have to mess with it and make it more and more and try and sell T-shirts. That's We're the, gonna have
0: a Clinton one day, right so or pop so along and so one, or so George <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, can't wait for the day. All right, everyone. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you at the park. See you at the park.